Party people. Hi. There we are. Tag team. Oh. Are hello. No, I mean, oh. not so much singing, just, just saying hello to everybody. The kind oh. people listening all over the world. You know, I found out why our listeners ship isn't on uh, on YouTube isn't so high. Because uh, we, we suck. No, because our, our oh. podcast downloads are ridiculous. But on YouTube, we only oh. have a few hundred listens sometimes in the single digits it's because until you modernize they don't add you to the algorithm hmm you could only find us by searching directly for us so they'd have to search like summer blockbuster five and find it but once you modernize a video modernize 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 yes sounds weird doesn't it yeah, Montanize. Montan Montanize. Sounds like the a company that like a conglomerate that owns Keebler and yeah, M and M's. Yes, and they spray pesticides all over. Our... Mm-hmm. So when you <laughs> Montanize a video, you can then they then enter it into algorithm and it starts showing up for people who like other things. Ah, that's why. So I went on to Montanize the videos. <laughs> it's YouTube, <laughs> and you have to have like. We don't have enough subscribers. I think we have like 300 some subscribers. We have to have like, we need more subscribers is what I'm saying. So if you don't subscribe to us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash podcast and give us a like and subscribe as the kids say. Because uh, that will help us modernize the videos. Then we could start schlocking ads on here. And yeah, and we and we will continue throughout the video to interrupt ourselves to let you know to give us a like and to subscribe. Right. And, and leave and, and every, comments. Every other you know, episode will have a, a copyright strike against it and won't be able won't be uh, uh, uh eligible for modernization. <laughs> That's yes. that word's just it's taking it too far that <laughs> modernization. Um but yeah, so that's that's what I found out, Squeezer. Hmm. You did some learning today. Uh, it wasn't today, but I, how, how, oh, okay. I found it in between our shows. So between the last show and this show, I learned that. Well, I, I freeze myself for six days out of the week. I only come out. Yeah, we put you in your hyperbaric, hyperbaric chamber. Yes. Well, pretty much it is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's true. It's a balmy uh, three degrees Kelvin in my office. Yeah. yeah. yeah degrees. It's like checking white balance. Yeah. Um. So, there, there's that. Uh, we had no new reviews this week. We remember oh, last wow. week the person just said I've become unsufferable. Ooh, that, yeah. That's when you just you just throw your hands in the air and. Well, I guess I say join less, the club. One less person to help us modernize it. Right. Join the club of people who think I'm insufferable. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yep. You're not some special. Every day, folks. Yeah. You're not some special snowflake. You are one of many. All right. The whole house here I'm living with that yes. sometimes finds me insufferable. Poor Enchantress. How do you think she must feel? 
I I know exactly how she feels. I mean, you're great. Blockbuster Night Part 1. Are we talking Run the Motherfucking Jewels? Um, thank you, Squeezer. Uh, that E-Rock was saying. What's up, Daryl? What's up, Ish? In the chizat. Um, all right. There were some things I wanted to say. Oh. Hmm. Uh, San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con at home is this week, Squeezer. They're not doing a in-person one again this year. They're doing it at home, which I like because it gives me an opportunity to get them exclusives. <laughs> There's a couple ones I'm after. There's a Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, run the jewels. There's a Sergeant Slaughter, um, a Sergeant Slaughter Mattel figure that's pretty dope. That's the package is modeled after the old LJN packaging, and he's got the mm. same outfit as the. The LJN, but not LJN, Sergeant Slaughter, that was put out by Hasbro. Remember that one? Uh, I have to look. My, my Sergeant Slaughter's had uh, a rubber waist band. Yeah, and, you, uh, so they put out a mail away that you can get an LJN like style Sergeant Slaughter because he was let go for not cutting in the company or something like that. Mm-hmm. So... They're paying homage to Vince's greed with this figure. Oh, good God. <laughs> hey, pal. <clears throat> hey, pal. Can't Is go. he just as lethal when when thrown at a human skull? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, I don't, this okay. new one isn't. It's probably, you know, it's articulated oh. and whatnot. And it's, made, oh. it's meant to keep, keep in the package sealed up tight. Mint condition. <clears throat> Goddamn, pal. You can't go to Hasbro and make, uh, make action figures without cutting old Vincent. Come on. What are you doing? Oh, what's ah, the God. fun? In, what's the fun in that? Open it up, rip it out, <laughs> whip it out, or rip it out. What do you rip say? it, rip it, rip it out? Oh, okay, All right. rip with an R. Okay. Yeah. So uh, th- they also have a a John Arnold that has a removable arm uh, that that could be put in the Raptor that comes with its mouth. Ooh, classy for the Amber series. Um, there's a few other cool things that uh, Mattel. That Mattel's. I uh, showed you the. New generation WWF set that comes with the diesel, mm-hmm. the ring, and the the walkout set, which I saw live in person multiple times. And they're taping a TV show. That's what they're doing here. Famously, before WrestleMania, the ladder match, WrestleMania 10, Sean was coming to the ring having diesel carry the ladder with him everywhere. We were at Stabler Arena seeing uh, the go home. It was the famous, I think it was the, the famous. Vince driving home in the storm night that Bruce said he was scared shitless yeah, and is just like laughing maniacally in the snowstorm. <laughs> ha ha! Look at me go! Oh god, I'm fucking Santa Claus! Ah, ha ha! Um, you know what? I noticed a difference just in a couple months in 96. He is slowly devolving into your Vince. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like you, you actually see it take place. Where when I started, he was he, he was still very like over the top, but by like he started after be- King of the Ring, he started becoming Mister McMahon. Yeah, that yeah. that character was starting to take hold. E Rock, uh, free baseball. Spencer Howard pitched for the Phillies. Was supposed to pitch for the Iron Pigs tonight. Iron Pigs still lost. Don't worry. <laughs> Just a little where I was. 
baseball. It's and it took me a little. We're a little late because the major throughway in our hometown is getting worked on. They're just tearing it up every night. I think for fun. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Just for fun. Uh, I I think it's a conspiracy with uh, the local collision centers. That way they can. Uh, there's been an accident there like mm-hmm. every day for the last week. You think um, yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> you think there'd be a place you can go to be like, what are you doing to this road? Like, I, you got a jackhammer on it. You're, you know. Yeah, like if, if you like, there's a an old. I got called old for calling it an Eckerd, but there's an old Eckerd, which of course it's an old Eckerd. It was so, thrift drug before Eckerd. If you really want yeah. to be old, it was owned by J.C. Penney's. Yeah. Um. I knew this because if I get like a J.C. Penney's gift certificate, instead of buying clothes, I go back and buy candy at Thrift Drug. <laughs> um, but they have to post a sign in the window saying, hey, this place is going to sell booze. They should have to like – and you can call and complain and say, no, don't do that. Right. So they should have like an orange sign like on the road. It's like, hey, we're going to rip the shit out of this. And I can call and like, hey, no, don't do that. Or if you do, at least tell me what the hell you're going to do. Right. I want you to call me specifically and say, uh, hey, Ryan, uh, it's uh, me, the yep. Pennsylvania government. We are going to take jackhammers to this road, cut out small sections, and fill it up with cement. Why? Yeah, it's, you know, practice. <laughs> <laughs> it really does just look like practice. All right. We got we got a couple guys that need some work on the jackhammers, putting down cones, and really annoying the shit out of drivers. So, um, yeah, just be ready. What they should do is they should find a way to montanize it. Montanize that, and then, yeah, they're cooking. I think they do. It's called taxpayers. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what they, yeah. It's my, my dad always told me, like, at the end of winter, if they had a bunch of salt and cinders left over, he would literally just drive around all day just dumping it all over the roads. Right, cause because if, if they don't use it all, use it, they, they figure next year you don't need as much. Right, you get what you used last year, yeah. And thereby dumping salt all over the road, you fuck up the road, and then he would go out and fix the road that he just fucked up because he, they needed more salt. It's not like they're paying. That they would then dump at the end of the year because they didn't need it. Yeah. But you never know. One year you might. Yeah, you might. Now they just put that liquid on the road. I don't even know what that is. It's a brine. Well, don't just say a brine. Well, that's what it is. It's like liquid. It's a salt mixture, just like you know, like a ham. Is I that, wouldn't put so, it on my ham. So it's sodium chloride and H two O, and a bunch of other shit. I'm sure that you know would, you know, turn monotized. Your skin green. It's monetized squeezer. Yes, monetize, <laughs> monetize squeezer. Monetize. Oh, you a- you accidentally <laughs> you screwed up. You said it right. Right, monetize. I know. I was saying how I thought it actually was said. Wait, really? You weren't just playing a game? No, no. Oh, you should have let it go at that. I uh, monetize. <laughs> That's the word. I'm... See, I asked you for your help, and you didn't give. Thank you, Daryl, for your help. Squeezer. I me. didn't. Uh... <laughs> I honestly thought you were just being cute. Well, I am just being cute, but still, we're talking SD Comic Con. Monetize, monetize. That could easily be pronounced monetize. Yeah, monetize. Well, it's like you know, if if you drive, potato, potato. Like we work, we work in Bethlehem. You know, tomato, tomato. 
Yeah. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so it's San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. There's another like $200 turtle set, but I want it because it comes with like a television set. It's when um, April turned into the cat on air. It comes with the two cameras on tripods, the studio cameras, the lights with barn doors, and like the studio staff. Uh, it's 175 bucks, and it will be on sale at Target if you don't get it tomorrow at 1 o'clock, I believe, on NECA's website. And listen, don't go getting it because I told you about it. Let me get mine first. No, you're good. I went the, I went. No, no, the, it wasn't you. I'm talking to everyone listening. Oh, everyone else. Yeah, yeah you know I'm not going to yeah, get I, it. Yeah, I was not even talking to you. I was referring to the listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah, the... Oh, uh, four band radio. I didn't. I forgot to ask my dad what the hell a four band radio is. Oh, well, uh, it's got a radio with four bands. Yeah, that's the. You know, there's the two bands radios, and then there's the four bands. Uh, so the four bands obviously is better than the two. He was at a ham fest on Sunday. I wasn't oh, that invited. Sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, not. It's not the ham fest you're thinking of, Squeezer. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a flea market. Uh, where I believe you're required to drive a Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> you're under 400 pounds, you get in free. <laughs> Very few people get in free. <laughs> um, all, all, all the charging stations are for their scooters, not their phones. Yeah. I'm just trying to kill time till your birthday, Squeezer, really. Oh, stop that. I was technically born uh, at night, so... Well, Wait, no, was I? No, it, it was morning. So we got to, we got to make it to like five thirty six in the morning. Well, um, we're making it to midnight, and then we're gonna sing you happy birthday because we were supposed to do it on my birthday two weeks ago. Did, but you intentionally stalled and and we now I just me, completely so I forgot. Do it. Uh, but do you feel any older? Uh, well, actually, I feel younger because there was a short time within the last year of like for a month that I thought I already was 38 <laughs> when people ask me like, Oh yeah, I'm 38. And then Mrs. Squeezer stopped me one day. She's like, you're 37. I'm like, really? No. Cause, and then I had to stop, like do the math, like, you know, using like shapes and sticks and like pictures in my head to Toes, move the numbers yeah, around. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, Get your I'm abacus. So I actually, I am, I am now just caught up with how old I thought I was for a while. Okay, so yeah, I just turned 39. I'm a year older than the little squeezy. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I didn't feel old until I was at the beach, and I noticed, like, the top of my chest hair is getting really gray. Like, there's, like, I look like a silverback gorilla. Ah, it's nice. like Yeah, it's just the, the top part is gray. I was wondering if you could, just for men, my chest hair. Oh, I can't. Hmm. Nah, you let it go. It's okay now. Nah. You don't have to... I want it black like a, a Russian bear. Uh, <laughs> I want it uh, black. I, I was in our uh, our gentleman's room uh, the other day. I don't know if it's the way the light was, but I stopped. The, I look in the mirror because I was washing my hands like a good boy. I'm like, my hair looks light. And then I stood there like staring at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really, really getting gray in there. I have Slowly a, but surely. I have a few, and like it comes, like my sideburns go are gray. It's that's mm -hmm. weird. It's like it's like if I had, grew a beard, it'd be salt and peppery. But my hair's not really gray at all. Like my dad just went gray like ten years ago. So mm -hmm. just wax. Ooh, that'd be tough. 
Oof, yeah. But I think a, I think a more dominant look would be if it was Black as Night. I mean, huh? Squeezer? Uh, ask our buddy... Uh, ask your good buddy Mike what he uses. <laughs> uh, Mike, could I use some of your shoe polish? <laughs> to dye my chest there. <laughs> He's like Creed. Jesus. I don't even think it's shoe polish. It's like that... that uh, like that that spray on rubber coating that you can get like like to spray your like tool handles with <laughs> rhino like, lining like yeah it's like spray on it's like a yeah it's a, a non-commercial rhino lining that he just yeah. coats his hair with <laughs> um but yeah i don't look at me i mean if someone it's not like some young lady's gonna walk by. I'm like, hmm, look at that fat slab. Oh God, he's gray. <laughs> no, no, you're very cute and very handsome. I'm sure they would yeah, walk by and yeah. be like, look at that handsome lad over there. Very handsome. Just yeah, but, I, yeah. What if that happened? All my chest hair dye started melting off me, and uh, that might look pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you look like venom, just like leaking black down your body. Yeah, I'd be like, "We are Vince," and then be like, "Who's Vince?" <laughs> no, I I realized I was old when I I stepped on a uh, piece of rebar in my neighbor's yard and had to go to a urgent care so they can do X-rays on my foot because I couldn't walk. And it turns out I just hurt my foot, hmm. like. There's nothing. When was this? Uh, just uh, last week. You didn't tell me about this. Uh, because it, it really it stopped hurting by the time you got in. Mm, okay. Yeah, I woke up and like I couldn't I couldn't walk. I'm like, oh, I must have sprained something. Oh, I probably tore a ligament or I oh, I probably broke a little bone. And then like five different nurses come in just to basically tell me to suck it up, old man. And the one nurse even said, it's like, huh, sucks getting old, huh? <laughs> oh, I wish I would have been there for that. Yeah, she was. It's lovely. Daryl, could our, ki- our our kids will go to kindergarten together, so hmm. I, I was polite. Can gray chest hair be reversed? I don't think it's caused by stress. My the top of my head still luscious and brown. My eyebrows are blonde, oddly enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have any stress. You have Ian. That's true. Yeah. I yelled at him today. I felt so bad. Oh, I bet he loved it too. Yeah, I don't know. Is that why you I, felt I think bad? He actually, you gave, kind of fought back. Yeah. You gave him the satisfaction I, of yelling at him. I, I don't think so. Because what, what did he fight back? Because he might he might have been right, but I stuck to my guns and just kept oh. yelling. So yeah, that's what that's what comes with being old. What'd you yell at him for? Ah, uh, he didn't do something I told him to do, and I'm like, you're supposed to roll it. He's like. I thought you were going to roll it. I'm like, you're the guy that sits there to roll it. It's like, I thought I'd just drag and drop him, and then you roll it. And it's a, it was a whole thing. And oh, I had to okay, explain so... to him how audio works and, you know. <laughs> oh, for your the show this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was it was a thing. There was some yelling. We were, I was making fun of him at baseball tonight. I mean, it was easy. He just sat, Good. He just sat there with a yeah, smile well, on his yeah, face. Yeah, well, yeah, he likes it. Yeah. Makes him feel like he's one of the guys. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if there's any other news aside from my gray chest hair to tell you. That is to speak. I of. mean, you should keep us up to date on that. I will. I'll keep everyone up to date. And and, and what you're what you're going to do? You finally. Um, I mean, maybe 
we're we're far enough away from okay. Here's some movie reviews. We're far enough away from Loki season finale. You saw it and you loved it, right? I loved it. Yeah. Um, really great. Uh, what else came out? Uh, Black Widow. You haven't seen that yet, right? No. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Much more than I thought I was going to. I really, really liked it. Uh, so- Is it just because Hopper's in it? He's fucking fantastic in it. My God, he's great in it. Like you, you put him in a situation. The situation you put him in, and he—he's just—he's going to succeed. This guy is comfortable in the body he's in. I'll say that much. <laughs> and he uses it as a tool. It's great. Um, what else did I? Uh, what else did I, I get? Um, oh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. That was a big hot button topic. Oh yeah. All right, Iraq. Enough with the Yankees. <laughs> uh, that was a hot button topic in the group. I listen. I didn't hit LeBron. Is not a good actor, but neither was Michael Jordan. <laughs> if you ask me which basketball player I like better, it's Michael Jordan. Just because I haven't watched basketball in fucking twenty years, almost since Allen Iverson left the league. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, um, it's worth it. Watch it. Don't like if you have if you have HBO Max, watch it because the the Looney Tunes are great in it. They're funny as hell, and like they bring like everybody from the Warner Brothers universe in to watch the final game, and just the cameos alone, like they have someone playing Danny DeVito's Penguin uh, in the crowd. They have like the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. They have the '66 Batman and Robin and Joker. Like just the the Batman people alone in the crowd, but there's more. Like there's so much more. Like like cameos in the crowd. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, LeBron's not a good actor. <laughs> but he's not. He's a basketball player, you know. Yeah, I know. But have you seen Steel? <laughs> that is fine cinema, Squeezer. Right, I, as much as I would have liked, I would have liked to probably Space Jam with Shaq in it too, you know what I mean? Oh, that would have been epic. Yeah, but yeah, I like the first one, the second one's good, and it's for it's made for kids, and kids will fucking love it. Because uh, the Looney Tunes steal the show, and they're the true stars of it. LeBron's just second fiddle. They bear, he has like 15 lines, seriously, he's not saying all a lot, he's just there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, ish. If you have it, watch it because it's just worth to get to that that scene of the game, the final game, and see all the cami like pick out all the uh, Warner Brothers universe people. Space Ghost is hovering over the court. It's really cool. Spoilers. Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah, I ruined it for you. I'm surprised we haven't watched it yet because they have all the damn uh, Happy Meal toys. So yeah, I mean, it's a good way to introduce them to Looney Tunes if you haven't yet too. Yeah, I try here and there. It's just it's their interest is fleeting. It's it's hard to pin them down and get them interested in everything because then something new and shiny comes by, and there's always ponies in the background. So, although we did watch Star Wars the other day, that was interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. Yeah, I was so proud. It's like they were chanting, like we want to watch Chewie, and she's like Star Wars, Star Wars. I'm like, okay. When do we, so when we come get that we stuff We fast out? forward through like, you know, a good third of it. What? They don't have the attention span for that. Like the entire sequence on Tatooine pretty much had to go and No, then... not the cantina. Uh I didn't want to have to explain how a, a 
Greedo shot first. Which version did you watch? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Mrs. Squeezer hit play on oh, it. Okay. It was uh, so probably Greedo. I don't even know where they're at now because he shoots first, but doesn't shoot first. Then they unshot him first. Um, but yeah, I, I um, had to actually, ironically, remove could skip past any lightsaber fights. Mm. Not that it's a uh, we're we're in a uh, uh, don't hit phase mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. So for me to like, hey, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, and. I love these guys and look at their cool sword fighting. Don't ever do that. Um, so, especially with your little sister. So, yeah, I'd, uh, just for my own peace of mind, I'm not like trying to protect them. I just don't want to have to yell. That's it. I think it's the first kid that's the hitter, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, Chris was a rule follower. So, he never really hit me and I wasn't a hitter. And Lisa might have hit us, but we just let her wear herself out, you know? So, yeah, I don't remember that ever being a problem. We yeah. saw all. But the it's violence. not. It's not like violent, aggressive. It's like they. they she thinks it's funny because. Well, it is because the problem is like she'll like wallop me from time to time, and I'll just let it roll because like <laughs> I can. Because we'll wrestle and she'll beat the hell out of me, and I can take a beating, and I, I think she does. She underestimates her strength because she'll give me a whack, and I don't respond the same way your average person was because I've been numb to pain for all these years. From both, you know, she gets you in the twig and berries, backyard wrestling and alcohol. Did you ever get you in your fellas? Uh, just last night. <laughs> yep, dropped me good. And but it was strict accident. I don't. She doesn't understand how that anatomy works or that mm-hmm. how it would put you down. But uh, she'll learn sheer, though that it's a weak spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, she still likes to run at like run in place like uh, Scooby Doo as you're picking her up. So when you do pick her up, you have to have her like completely outstretched. Otherwise, you're you need to get like a set of mechanical arms that like hold you like three feet away from you. Yeah, like like jacks. Yeah. Uh, I, I need I need uh, I need uh, Ripley's uh, loader. Yes, yeah. that's what I need. Be perfect. So they they want Joe and then both Iraq want to Vince Squeezer, but it's your it's your birthday in a half hour, so you're you're gonna say. Yes or no to Vince? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You convince them. <clears throat> Goddamn, pal! This is what's gonna happen. We're gonna go out there and uh, the Looney Tunes. Oh, they're great. They're the best thing since the oddities. Oh, I got an idea. We could even get the ah uh, the insane clowns out there. The posse of them. Oh, that'd be great. The Looney Tunes are gonna be shot to the moon. Oh God, they're fucking loony. Fucking loony. Vince, you're not concerned about some offensive caricatures that they represent? Uh, Goddamn, pal, it's not offensive. It's attitude. They're loony. They got a loony attitude. Goddamn. Don't you get it? We got a baby. We got a team of baby faces on our hands. Anything else? You're in a meeting with Vince. Oh, no, I get... You, uh, that was the first time you ever interacted I, I, with Vince. Hey, you should be proud. I, I, I gave you something. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Uh, I guess it's time to start talking about uh, our topic at hand. Uh, I went first last week. This is your turn. We're talking our fifth summer blockbuster 
sh- uh, it's our fifth summer blockbuster show. So we're talking our our twenty one through twenty five favorite summer blockbusters. Not no, that'll make you order. feel old. Yeah. But uh, here, uh, Squeezer, are you ready to go? Uh, I I am ready. Here's your first. Nothing else in nature it's starting to turn. can match its raw power. It's brute force. It's howling intensity. It's uncontrollable fury. On May 10th, it's coming! The producers of Jurassic Park and the director of Speed bring you face to face with Twister. Rated PG 13 starts Friday, May 10th. Starts Friday, May 10th. Produced by the people that. Brought you Jurassic Park, but directed by the guy who shot Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, I I feel almost feel bad for the guy. It, he had some great hits, uh, John DeBont, uh, and then he had some. Well, pretty much, he was given. Uh, Crichton given wrote the, the script. Like, come on. Yes. Like that's like a golden fucking ticket. Yeah, and I mean, and it was. I mean, it made. More than quadruple, I don't know, uh, what's five, quintessential. It, it, it made almost $500 million on a $92 million budget uh, for at the time. And th- think about that, that Twister only cost $92 million to make then. If you were to make Twister now, it would cost more, but the effects would be easier to produce. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to figure out how that works. Oh, because if you look at a credit roll now, there's ten times as many people working on it than they were then. That might have something to do with it. Quintuple. Uh, quintuple? Yeah. Look at us. We are we are a, a thesaurus of words today. It could have been pentuple, too. Quint, quintuple or uh, pentuple? Quintuple? Then it's sextuple pentuple. or hextuple. Ah, uh, we are looking for sex. That's how. That's the only reason I remember like sex tuple is because of European vacation. <laughs> um, th- this was Twister was a monster at the time. Uh, came out in uh, May. It was May tenth of ninety six. So this is where slowly that that summer blockbuster was always like the end of May. And then, and then it started moving more and more back slowly but surely. And now it's pretty much like March. Uh, no, no, no. There's, 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 um, so the, the paradigm might have shifted again, but in the last like five years, you could kind of file, follow the Marvel method as to releasing pictures. There's May is your big, your big moneymaker, your tentpole, your biggest mm-hmm. tentpole. That's always May because you want to hope that that used to ride out the summer. Now, not so much. It used to ride out the summer. But now Marvel will release in May and then they'll release a July picture. Now, uh, the drive-ins and the double features, they plant that May picture behind the July picture. That's guaranteed ca- extra cash. Uh, then they do the February, March. That was the Deadpool month that a lot of those R-rated pictures and like uh, I think um, – mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them were 
where those are still unconsidered. That's kind of like your, uh, they, they call it the, the Valentine's Day uh, end of winter, you know, spring, spring release. Uh, then, uh, of course, there's the Halloween. There's the Midsummer, which is, of course, July, the August releases. Uh, then things get buried in uh, September and December. But uh, Octo- late October, November, November is another good release. And Christmas Day is another good release day. So I want to I want to see what happens now with these as it's going to evolve even more, but with more and more home releases, how that changes it? If yeah. they're they're going to find a, a what's going to work better for a home audience, or if it even matters anymore, and they just decide to spread it out more evenly so that there's even less competition. You know, right? Like you don't have that august dumping ground or you can drop something in september well now that they're they drop like they've dropped the big horror movies in september like early october and they've done like the uh the the pennywise the um it it one and two and uh halloween reboot made a fucking boatload of money in those uh in september like late September, early October releases. Yeah, it's funny. I always remember as a kid, like you assume, like you know, it's the, your horror movie comes out by Halloween. No, they were out in July. Which, they used to yeah, be July yeah. releases. By the time, yeah, those are done and gone by the time Halloween even rolls around. Well, they would hope they would have like, like a second wind. Yeah, like they'd release in July. You get your 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 people who are want to get out of the heat and get in the air conditioning which isn't a thing anymore. It used to be a thing mm-hmm. and see a horror picture. And then you'd hope that it gets a second life, a second wind for the Halloween season. But now they don't want to compete with the Marvel release, the superhero, the, like the secondary tentpole. So they mm-hmm. release them in September be- because pic- like movies don't have the legs they used to either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you could release a, a Halloween movie in late september and it could be on home video you know right after halloween you know uh unlike back in the day you you, to get it out by halloween you'd have to release it in july on home video this this is what i know squeezer a lot of people know a lot of things i know very (laughs) little (laughs) And this is the well. You went. You went to a, a fancy art school, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to read all, learn all that from the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Twister was Twister was a monster at the time, and there was, uh, this was it, it gets a lot of crap because it's a disaster film. But it, it's not just any disaster film. It's it's got Bill Paxton. Yeah, but this country loves it. Yes, it loves a disaster movie. It loves uh, you versus the elements. This country loves it. Loves the idea of you know, de- you know, destroying nature or nature, you know, kicking our ass right back. I saw this. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this at the drive-in, which is kind of freaky in itself that you're watching a movie at a drive-in with people at a drive-in watching a movie. You saw this at the drive-in? I'm trying to remember if I did or not, or if I just projected that. Like, I thought until last week I saw Land Before Time 
at the drive-in and I, I there's no way I could have like it just did not it did not play at that drive-in. Do you want me to look huh. for you? Uh you can if what, you want. What was the release date of Twister? <clears throat> uh May 10th. Year please. Uh 1996. Hi Schmuffin. Hi Schmuffin. Uncle Squeezer says hi. Yeah. So uh, you got Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, um and uh Carrie Yules is I guess he's kind of your bad guy. He's not so much a bad guy as he is just a dick. Um, which that it, it's like the um, like the Revenge of the Nerds kind of bad mm. guy. Like he's a well-established, well-funded, well-respected scientist, but he doesn't. He's not rock and roll, man. He doesn't ha- they don't have. He doesn't have Dusty on his team. They're not driving around a bunch of shitty pickup trucks and RVs. Mm-hmm. No, they got fancy SUVs and they're funded by a university and and have government, you know, assistance. Okay, but so we cheer when he dies. The week uh Twister was released. Mm-hmm. It uh starts today. It started at the Tillman 8, my theater in the Leah Valley Mall Cinemas. The Shankwilers was playing Mr. Holland's Opus and Up Close and Personal and Becky's had Toy Story Toy Story. And Father of the Bride Part 2. So that was opening weekend, but I could check. So May 17th. Let me check May 17th for you. Yeah. I, I assume that wouldn't have been that night, although I might have seen it down at your uh, your Tillman. We never saw it. I, I, it would never have been opening weekend. Like it, Movies to us, it was always one of those things where you get there eventually. So week two, Becky's had Flipper. <laughs> oh, nice! And Sergeant Bilko, the the part the Paul Newman uh, Elijah Wood vehicle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Shankweilers had Muppet Treasure Island and Homeward Bound two. Ooh, that is a good lineup right there. Yeah, but Twister's still playing. Twister's still now, playing. Here, here, here's the problem with with that though, and I, I realize this. That that is very much a kids uh trip to drive in. No no kids making it through Homeward Bound Two at midnight. Mm, that is true. Yeah. That's a slog to get there. But parents, Homeward Bound One, man, I was that that hit Oh wait, me. it was Homeward Bound Two? It was Homeward Bound Two, yeah. Oh God. Homeward Bound One even Okay. Saw. Here is week three, Twister's out. Go for a ride you'll never forget. Still showing. It's, they still got the biggest ad, but now Mission Impossible is also out. Ooh. But at Becky's, they still got Flipper and Sergeant Bilko held over. And Shankweiler switched to Oliver and Company and Celtic Pride. The Damon Wayne's Dan Aykroyd picture. Hmm. So I'll try one more week, but I think. Nah, nah, nah. I probably just made it up in my head. Let's give it one more week. So we're on the 24th. It's the last Friday of the month, May 31st, 1996. All right. Hold on to your butts. All right. Twister's still in the theaters. All right. A Gale Force movie. It will blow audiences right out of the theater. The special effects are spectacular. Uh, I can't read the name, but the New York Times. Still showing at both theaters. 
Um, Becky's has the truth about cats and dogs and Uma Thurman in Down Periscope. Shankweiler's has, this is the closest you'll get to having, <laughs> to having Twister. Shankweiler's switched from three weeks of kid friendly, kid friendly pictures to Richard Gere in Primal Fear and Robin Williams in The Birdcage. <laughs> oh, yeah. We weren't going then. Yeah. Primal Fear is a good movie. Yeah. Um. All right. So maybe it's just because there's a drive-in thing and I was able to... Who knows? Uh, Spy Hard is out in theaters. It's uh, Leslie Nielsen's last shot at like going back to Naked Gun type comedy. Really? That was 96. Yeah. The, at the top of the ad says, critics who haven't even seen it agree. It's a movie from start to finish. <laughs> See, that's how you sell it. Three thumbs up, way up. Leslie Nielsen gives his best performance since his last movie. You'll laugh till you stop. That's ha- that's great when you know it's bad. Yeah. But you know it's also funny, and you can you can get away with something like that. Also showing this last week with Twister's The Arrival, Dragonheart, Eddie. Ooh, Dragonheart. That Whoopi Goldberg becomes the newest coach in the NBA for the Knicks. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got a lot of Whoopi talking this this show tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of Whoopi in here. Mission Imp- Spy Hard, Mission Impossible, Twister, and Flipper. Yeah. So, 96 was... I mean, Twister could have been the number one movie at $495 million brought in, beating out Mission Impossible by... Uh, uh, nearly 50. Uh, the Rock also came out that year, so three massive action films. Losers in... always whine about the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Well, you know who went home and fucked the prom queen? Independence Day. Carver uh, was yeah. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Independence Day nearly doubled uh, Twister's gross at the at the theater. That's how big that movie was. And that was, I believe, in our first, or I, I had the list. Uh, I don't have it with me, but we did talk Independence Day at one point. I mean, that was, that's a quintessential summer blockbuster, if there was. I mean, you can have more than one in the summer, and they clearly did, because Twister was just that. I mean, it had everything. It had the special effects, it had the finger god, um, you know, hand hammered, hand hand it, it had that that dinner scene, the breakfast scene with uh, the steak oh, and eggs it. and the mashed potatoes and the gravy being its own food group. Yes, that's I kind of dream of that one day. Like I wanted to be a storm chaser. It's just I didn't I I didn't want to be out there chasing storms. That's crazy, and and have little Pepsi cans uh, cut up on my uh, uh, on my little plastic balls that I'm gonna send up into the air. Which by the way, that would never create enough lift. But regardless. Uh, I wanted to be a storm chaser just so that I can have that breakfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted that meal. Uh, it's our first real uh, glimpse at Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Finger of like God. He'd, he'd he'd been around, you know, before he was doing some stuff. Well, but... was this pre or post? Um, <clears throat> what's that fucking Dirk Diggler movie? Oh, the Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights, yes. Yeah, uh, Boogie Nights came out right after right after this. I think that's the so, movie that made him. 
That, that I mean, yeah, that's what made him. This is what like introduced you to him. Mm-hmm. Like he was in like he was in like Scent of a Woman. Who uh, before that? But like who you don't. No one remembers anything from Scent of a Woman other than what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, and then yeah, Boogie Nights is what made him made him a star. Boogie Nights is a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, he's so good, and I I just. That's that's squeezer the sound guy right there. That, that that's me. That that is me. Um, to a T. Hey Derek, uh, I just, just want to tell the... you, man, you're really handsome. I just want to. Tell you. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, uh, Carrie Yules is uh, great as your your bad guy. Uh, and he is not the last. The mayor of Hawkins. Actor. What's that? The mayor of Hawkins, Carrie Yules. Oh yes. Uh, he, he is not the last character uh, in my list of movies to be impaled to death uh, in this list today. So, Well, should I start my list? Uh, sure. Now, at, my list has a, a, a common thread in it that besides the last movie, every single movie on my list has had a TV show spin off of it. Ooh, I like that. Yes. So without further ado, here is my first is this necessary? That was my skull. I'm so wasted. Is this proper? What is it that gets inside your heads? <laughs> is this educational? <laughs> no, but it sure is fun. Hey, bud, <laughs> let's party. See Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where only the rules get busted. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 20th at theaters near area. Check newspapers for showtime. <laughs> where only the rules get busted. Fucking suits <laughs> ruin a movie. This movie's like dark in the end of it. Like depression about a guy who 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 gets stressed at his job and freaks out and has to start over in another job. A, a stoner and an academic realizing where each other's coming from. A woman... A young woman having to go through an abortion by herself. Like, there's a lot like of heavy fucking shit in this movie. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Uh, it's been quite some time, but yeah. But it's full of the yuck yucks. <laughs> it's really not. It's it's there's some laughs in it, but it is a serious movie. Cameron Crowe wrote it, so of course it's gonna anyway, be serious. Yeah. But but don't tell the voiceover guy that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's based on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a true story, a book by Cameron Crowe, uh, or a, at least, you know. And when I meant television spinoff, it was spun off into a short-lived 1986 television series series titled Fast Times. Uh, it had two of the actors, Ray Walston and Vincent uh, Schiavelli, for the as a role of Hand and Vargas, and but other characters were recast. Patrick Dempsey's in it as Demone. But um, yeah, Judge Reinhardt plays Brad. Jennifer Jason Leigh's as Sister Stacy. Sean Penn famous turn as Jeff Spicoli. Uh, Robert Romanus as Demone. Um, Brian Backer as Rat, and Phoebe Cates in her. Mm-hmm. Cars, dent, 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 dent. I discovered that movie on HBO. <laughs> I didn't. That's why I got into it. Good, that's good for you. Yeah, that scene, and then also uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh also 
bears it all in the, this movie. You're you're you were you were the Judge Reinhold in that, correct? Uh yo, a hundred percent. Yes. Um. Where was I? Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, that follows the 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 interweavings of a couple people at uh, working at the Ridgemont Mall and also at Ridgemont High and School. And um, I thought it'd be interesting to see what it was up against, even though I was only a month old when this movie came out, Squeezer. Really? Yeah, it came out in August of 1982. You weren't even born yet. No, I wasn't. Uh, August 82? Wow, I wasn't even a, a twinkle. Wow, my, my mom was still just crushing paps and living the high life. <laughs> um... So, hold on, let me make sure I get the right listing. There was a lot of good... Okay, so that's all those movies. I didn't label these really well. Because I have two movies that came out in 1982 here. Googling with Goog- the rag. Well, not Googling. I'm going through. Oh, yeah, here it is. So, um, this is from our local paper, The Morning Call. Most of my stuff's from, from here. And this is their write up of Fast Times. Opening today, Fast Time at Ridgemont High. In 1979, writer Cameron Crowe went back to high school as an undercover student to observe the problems and aspirations of contemporary teenagers. I did not know that until just now. <laughs> Based on his detailed best-selling book, this new Universal Picture chronicles a full school year, an assortment of class characters keeping up with the life's frantic pace and social demands of peer pressure. Built as a senior high version of Animal House, the movie features a host of youthful new faces along with veteran actor Ray Walston as Mr. Han, nobody's favorite teacher. Music by Jackson Brown, Tom Petty, Quarter Flash, Bob Seger, and many more. Hit recording artists accentuaries the upbeat rhythms of this frantic environment okay so uh basically rocky 3 was out (laughs) (laughs) uh star wars was showing again squeezer officer and a gentleman came out best little whorehouse in texas was still playing friday the 13th part 3 was out and uh let's see here here's the original one uh so fast times at ridgemont high was playing at two theaters local it starts today it was at the what was called the budco plaza at the whitehall mall which would later become the amc plaza too oh so it was it was originally a first one theater not a second one and it was uh well see that that's the thing to me i never thought of it as a second run theater because like by the time I were to get to go see a movie, it was first run to me. Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, yeah. we didn't get it, yeah. but it was first run at some point. Then the Bud Budco Quaker Town Three, Budco had the uh, the the monopoly on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
and it, the poster has Spicoli with a surfboard behind him and two girls flanked on his side and it says, at Ridgemont High, only the rules get busted. It's awesome. Totally awesome. Um, do you know where the Shimerville drive-in was, Squeezer? At Ru- I don't. I know of it. Well, you you live by it. It's at Route 129. It was at Route 129. At the top of the hill? I don't know. That's what it says. Shimerville Drive-In. Huh. They were playing Clint Eastwood's Firefox. $3 per car. <laughs> oh, my grandfather loved that movie. Um, Friday 13th 3D was that officer and a gentleman was starting. That was at the Eric Allentown 3 and the Eric Easton 4. Uh, the Starlight Drive-In had Summer Lovers and California Dreaming. And the Bethlehem Drive-In uh, had Friday the 13th Part 3 and The Warriors and Night School. It was a triple pe- feature. Um, the Roxy was playing Bambi. I guess Bambi came out in 82 and 89. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Let me make a note at Shimmerville. Shimmerville. Rocky 3 was also out, Squeezer. Oh. That was only playing at the Eric Allentown. It used to be hard to go see. You had to like, go to only certain theaters. Now it's just every movie theater gets every movie almost. Mm-hmm. So Rocky 3 was playing at the Eric down in Allentown. They only had three screens. Uh, Cheech and Chong, things are tough all over. Was playing at Trexler Town and the General Cinemas Squeezer. Uh, Leah Valley General Cinemas had Little Sore House in Texas. Things are tough all over. E.T. Annie. Um, young Doctors in Love. <laughs> it's called Airplane in a Hospital. And then at midnight <laughs> they were playing Animal House, Rocky R Picture Show, Heavy Metal, and. Pink Flamingos and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that was that theater was a monster. It was huge. Yeah. And the world yeah, for ac- the t- for the time. Now now they're just absurd. But. Yeah. The world according the world according to Garp also came out. Squeezer. Robin Williams. Uh, what month was this? This was August thirteenth of nineteen eighty two. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say ET. I mean, it, that was that was still early in ET's run in theaters. That was that was only like like three months in. Right. All right, um, Squeezer, your second blockbuster. Actually, your twenty-second blockbuster. He died a hero. Target and was reborn as RoboCop. One-man police force with the strength of an army, the speed of a laser, the brain of a computer, and a body made of steel. <laughs> the brain of a computer. RoboCop. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 17th at a theater near you. Don't generally uh, yeah. we all have brains better than computers? Yes. Especially back yes, then? As, and especially then. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, again, they, they they don't get it right. They they went for the the brain of a computer. <laughs> it's like how they sell movies on The Simpsons as a joke is how they actually yes. sold them. Yeah, you no, know, yes, you're absolutely right. It's, it's it seems like a parody. The problem is, it's not. It's very much an intelligent film, yet uber violent. Um. There, there's a lot of heart to this movie, and it's sad. It's a tragedy, and you see, uh, the the pain and like what Murphy goes through, and like the conflict there. It's not a simple just, uh, robot fighting crime movie. Like the script was initially uh, developed, and uh, Paul Verhoeven like rejected it a couple times, and his wife convinced him. Uh, to make it uh and he would team up later again with uh edward newmeyer who wrote robocop would also do uh starship troopers as well another uh movie that you could say oh there's a lot of deep parallels and uh, uh well i've uh, to me squeezer my social f- analysis but uber violent at the same time my f- my favorite of all these movies is robocop too i well yeah it's a sequel no but it was written by frank miller yeah, no, I don't disagree. I, I and Irving Kirshner directed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I might, I might agree with you because it's more. It gets kind of gets right into it. It's, uh, whereas this one, you you kind of you got to develop RoboCop first. I mean, shit, you got you got Murphy. You know, it's Murphy first before it's RoboCop. Uh, and man, I, so I went through and I, I watched some of these movies and I didn't have time to go through and watch all of RoboCop again. And it's probably, I watched it, I think like last year, the year before. So it wasn't that long ago, but I just went and rewatched all the brutal death scenes. And it's like they, it, it's, it's borderline parody, but st- Hello. Happy birthday! Oh, fucking hell! I knew she was gonna show up. Happy birthday, Squeezer! I love you. Oh, Squeezer! I just wanted to come by and sing happy birthday to you. You're such a sweet boy. I can't believe you're 38 right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, 38. Um, imagine how old I am. Oh my goodness, I'm so old. Remember that year for your birthday? You were at summer school and I, and I brought you a whole tray no. of sloppy joe meat. <laughs> Just a tray of meat. Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted you to use a, my a baking buns. Sheet. <laughs> I wanted you to use my buns with the meat, but you know, you were too young. <laughs> but I fantasized. I, my mind wandered, you know, and you enjoyed the tray of sloppy joe meat. It was a great birthday. Probably your best, if I can remember correctly. <laughs> oh, those were good times. You in summer school, you just, I think you went to summer school just to see me for your birthday because you knew I'd make it special for you. Every year, oh my. I just had to get the tray of some of my most special food together for Squeezer. I remember opening two giant cans of mandarin oranges because it was his favorite. You didn't. I didn't think he'd eat them all. He did. Oh, the number ten cans, not just. 
The, yeah, the big ones, you know. <laughs> they were delicious, and they were about to turn, so I wanted you to eat them, really. Oh, just like just like the buns that would come with the Slappy Joe normally were about to turn, and that's why. No, they did turn, so I wanted yeah. you to use my buns instead. But, you mm. know, they turned oh, as well. Those turned quite some time ago, yes. Oh, yes. If you wanted to come, I still have my, what it takes, Squeeze. I can make you another tray of Slappy Joe <laughs> meat tonight. Why don't you leave <laughs> Mrs. Squeezer and come by and check the expiration date on my buns? Just a, a shallow baking sheet of Sloppy Joe. It's not quite shallow. My baking sheet is deep, if you know what I mean. That's right, Schmuffin. No, no, please. <laughs> Schmuffin no, knows. Wait, don't indulge. All right, well, I just wanted to say happy birthday and, you know, just remind everybody of the fun times we used to have for your birthdays back in the day. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, you can leave the. I'll leave the sloppy Joe meat behind for you. You can leave it. You can leave. Okay. All right. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, she is sweet. I know. I wrote down here at ten forty-five. She'll be showing up for my birthday. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Who's that? Hey, RK, I just want to talk to Squeezer really quick. Hey, Squeezer, it's uh, Alex Jones here. I know everyone wanted to hear from me. I haven't been on the show in a few weeks. I've been really busy. Deep state, deep state, D.C., pedophile stuff. But I figured for Squeezer's birthday, there's no other place I want to be than right here on the Roger's Years podcast. Squeezer, I know you are talking about your memory early and you can't remember anything. Well, do I have a deal from you? I want you to go on infowars.com and search our products. We have the best products that get you up to become the beta alpha male that you were born to be. And if you get our new... Memory enhancement dissolvable pill. It's got ground up juvenile vampire teeth in it. Juvenile vampires are where you get that memory enhancement from. That other cucks that, uh, you know, follow pedophiles in D.C. and eat pizza in pedophile basements. Don't even know about Squeezer. You're going to get this, the ground up juvenile vampire teeth. Really give it that kick to help you remember all that stuff that happened back in the 80s for this little show here. Code name, uh, use the code RAD to get 20% off at your... At, at, at your shopping cart at, uh, check out squeeze check out's the word i'm looking for see i should take i should take my pill just to i'm not gonna remember the word check out my god i haven't taken it in like uh, two hours don't get a thank you for well, the birthday wishes thank, or anything my god thanks for the thanks for the thanks for the birthday all right happy birthday Alex. i gotta take a pish i gotta split see ya squeezer thank you later man you're getting all the birthday Visits. I know. Wow, all the celebrities are coming out for it. Thank you, Ish. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I could go for just a shallow tray of Sloppy Joe right now. <laughs> oh, I thought of that this morning <laughs> when, I dri- when I was driving into work. <laughs> I thought to get the lunch lady to, to talk to about your birthday. Ah, uh, I could. No, what sucked with the the school sloppy Joe? Like it was so firm. It's strange. Ours Whereas, was so like, runny. It was like oh soup. no, ours was literally like a paste. No, ours was runny like soup. Oh no, it, it was gummy. I, I'm pretty sure they just put like molasses in it or something like mm. a or Crisco, some kind of uh, Tetra something or. Uh, it, it, molasses is expensive. It was probably some sort of molasses cut with high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Oh, definitely um, 
definitely just pure unadulterated trans fat. Mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. Yeah, firm this shit up. Just a white globular thing. Just what? Just what was that from Simpsons? Uh, something wad. That that hmm? can of wad, canned wad. Mm-mm. It was when when it with the uh, Homer. Um, King size Homer. There's something wad. I can't remember. It was in a tube. (laughs) (laughs) Things Google things king size Homer eats. Uh, Oh god, damn it! I think it was fatted wad, but I can't remember. We'll, we'll go on. We'll continue. Squeezer. Yeah. Yeah, so, look, it didn't make a huge amount of money. Uh, it only made $53 million on on a $13 million budget. So, But but when you look at the bigger picture of it, it they consider it a really big success because they weren't quite sure what to do with it. And I, I don't think they realized what were to become of it. Like... It, RoboCop is an iconic. He he's beyond the franchise. Like people, you can if you see RoboCop, you know that's RoboCop. You don't have to have ever seen the movie or know who he is or what he does or any of his backstory, but just you see that and you go, oh, that's RoboCop. But uh, at the time, they ha- so they had the script. They have this movie. It's uber ultra violent and gory but they're basically marketing it to kids because even the title alone like robocop sounds either one like you're right a simpsons parody um or some kind of kids movie like what kind of adult no adult goes oh i'm gonna go see robocop now now you would mm-hmm. but back in 1987 like it almost you sound like an idiot I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see RoboCop. What's it about? Oh, it's this robot cop. Um, and so they had guys in costume going around like, "Hello, children," you know, mm-hmm. and just doing like meet and greets and stuff. He was also on WCW. Uh, and they pushed all the. Sorry. He was also on WCW. Was he? Yeah, he made an appearance with Sting, I think. But not night. Not in '87. No, 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 no. Nah. Like for like the third or fourth movie. Okay, yeah. But in, in this case, they were trying to introduce you to uh, uh, RoboCop and, and you know, get people to, you know, get open people up to the idea that this isn't just some goofy B-movie or, or, or schlocky parody. Uh, I... I mean, the, the death scenes are the best. The, the getting shot up in the boardroom when he... When, um, the hell is the robot's name? Why am I drawing a blank? Robo. Oh, ED two oh nine. Yeah, of course. When when he just lights up the executive, um, and then the the best though was, um, Emil the 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 bald guy that drives the van into the toxic waste. 
and he's literally they, the prosthetic work is so cool because he he comes out of the truck and you see him melt in real time. Like so, like the prosthetics are melting off him, and like his hands, his face is dripping as this guy just dissolves. And then uh, Red from that '70s show is coming up to kill uh, RoboCop and drives through him, and it literally just explodes into a massive ball of blood. Hmm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, Squeezer, it was for RoboCop 2 and at uh, WCW's Capital Combat in DC. Uh, RoboCop uh, Peter Weller actually came out as RoboCop. Uh, Jim Ross, and I would like to hear Jim Ross say, Well, Shasha Fresh is as a RoboCop coming out with Sting. <laughs> wow, they, they didn't even actually get like just some phony guy, they actually got Peter Weller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well. I mean, I'm sure he was available, but that's Probably. actually pretty awesome. Peter Weller does the voice of. Here it is, comes full circle. Peter Weller does the voice of uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman in uh, the the uh, adaptation of the comic book written by Frank Miller, The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of coming full circles on here. Uh, in this show. Coming full circle. But yeah, I, I love uh, RoboCop. I can't wait for one day to sit down and watch it with my children. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> watch RoboCop yeah, with your maybe. girls. They'll love that. Yeah. Hey, honey, we're watching RoboCop. The se- reception. The segment with RoboCop saving Sting has often been cited as one of the worst moments in WCW's history. One of the <laughs> events that inspired the creation of WrestleCrap website. Wow. But this, I mean, it can't the, be worse than David Arquette. This is a good... Yeah, I know. This is a good card. Uh, it's Norman the Lunatic and the Road Warriors defeat Bam Bam Bigelow, Cactus Jack, and Ke- Ke- uh, Kevin Sullivan... Mean Mark, which was fucking The Undertaker, defeated Johnny Ace. Hey, Vince. Hey, Mark. Arms look dry. <laughs> uh, the Samoan SWAT team, which is Fat 2 and um, Samu, before they came into uh, WC- WWF, defeated Mike Rotunda, IRS, and Tommy Rich. Um, Paul Ellering defeated Teddy Long. The Midnight Express defeated Brian Pillman and Tom Zank. Rock and Roll Express defeated the Freebirds. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, Doom, which was Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, defeated the Steiner Brothers. And Lex Luger defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage match. It's a pretty good card. I, I'm watching just the video. It's cut up a bit, but this is just absurd. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, if I saw RoboCop coming out to save Sting, I thought that would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would have loved it. I wasn't watching at the time. I was, tr- you know, trying to watch as much WCW as I could. But I, so, um, where was it that he came out? Okay. Uh. Yeah, I guess they tried to. Sting came out at the end. 
And Robocop came and saved him from El Gigante, who was Giant <laughs> Gonzalez. May of 1990. Oh, there's a 20-minute, the story of Robocop and WCW. I'll be... Once I finish up that uh, Ocarina of Time uh, video I sent you last night, Master yeah, I, I'm like 20 minutes in, and my mind's, I'm, well, I was like five minutes. And I'm like, wait, this is this blowing my mind. Ocarina of Time is the saddest Zelda story ever told, and it's all in subtext. Yes. All right. Um, where are we at? My second pick. It's a little movie everyone might have heard of. Return of the Jedi from the desert fortress of Jabba the Hutt Jedi. to the Death Star of the Galactic Empire to the forest city of the Ewoks. This is the climactic chapter in the Star Wars saga. Remember the Force. Rejoice in the triumph. Return of the Jedi. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater in your galaxy. You notice he didn't say, even back then, the final chapter, just the climatic chapter? Hmm, true. You think uh, George was like, eh, let's not say final yet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of great to my Dr. Evil slash... Laura Michaels. Laura Michaels. Uh, uh, can we not say final? I don't know. I don't want to shoehorn it in there. Hmm. So the first movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, had a television show spinoff called Fast Times. Return of the Jedi had a television movie called Ewoks Battle of Endor and a television show, a cartoon called Ewoks, spun off of it. A lot of people shit on Jedi, but it had a lot of stuff in it. It caught my attention. I mean, I'm, I, I, the first two movies here, I'm talking about like movies I, I boned up to as a kid. But <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, I think 99% of the male audience listening had funny feelings seeing Princess Leia in the slave, uh, the Jabba Hut slave, huh? Well, it, she's I, now I known know as talking about. She's now known as Hut Slayer Leia, not. Slave Leia. Yes, thank you. I don't know who this Slave Leia is that you speak She's of. She's Hut Slayer Leia. Yes. Um, and why this movie's got chintzy moments. I love the Ewoks as a kid. Because remember, these movies were for fucking kids. Right? Yes. And it, it appealed to me as a kid. This was a movie that made me watch all the Star Wars. Because my mom showed us this one. And she's like, there's others. I'm like, really? And I'm like, yeah, mm. let's get there. See, I saw Empire first. Ah, uh, see, I, we saw Return of the Jedi right after it came out. Because I was probably like two when we saw Return of the Jedi and like like HBO or something or Request. Because mm -hmm. it came out before my first birthday. But it probably, it was probably another year or so before, you know, I was really young. And then as I got older, then Princess Leia and the, sl the Tut Slayer outfit started making me feel all funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but this this movie is badass. It starts off from all with all the bad shit that happened in Empire. Uh, Luke Skywalker, the Mary Sue that he is, all of a sudden is a Jedi Knight. <laughs> uh, I just said that to pave off the people who say, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, he frees Han 
and uh, Leia, who went to fr- save Han to begin with, and they're on his this barge. That's a great scene. And yeah, and I I don't and it didn't need to be. I I don't know why they put the damn beak on the Sarlacc. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's a pit. Why would you have a mouth that sticks up? Well, I think they did it as a way to write in the survival of um, Boba Fett. Because Boba Fett falls into the Sarlacc pit. Sure. And we all know now he survived. Mm -hmm. We just learned this past year he survived. Oh, I mean, we all knew. We didn't really. Yeah, we did. There was no way it wasn't. But technically, it was never canon until it took almost 40 years to become canon that that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. Officially, yes. Officially, yes. Uh, Then we go to the forest mood of Endor to uh, destroy the shield generator for the Death Star, and you meet the Ewoks. And they're adorable little wanting to kill yous. Yeah, I, I don't I don't wicked, hate them as much as I did for a while. You know, in my in my, my teenage years when I was thoroughly uh obsessed with Star Wars, but I, I Ewoks just irritated the hell out of me. Oh, not me. No, oh, and they and, bugged me. And that uh speeder fucking through the forest of Endor, that 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 stuff that blew my mind. Even even when oh, yeah. I saw the re-release of it, like in the theaters, like that was so cool. But then, and Luke, I am your father, like or pu- pulling off his mask and revealing himself to be Anakin Skywalker. And Captain Rex was there. Very true, and Admiral Akbar, <laughs> Ret- retconned and. Oh yeah, he was in the special edition. I I I really hope that it. Well, no, I mean, not not retconned in the sense it's the fans have created a a way to put him there. Well, Hayden Christensen was retconned in. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's not he's not retconned in. Like this guy was in the movie in '83. It was just a soldier with a beard in the background. Right. And then they connected, fans went through and they took, you know, Captain Rex, who's beloved through all the Clone Wars animated series, oh. and through Rebels, and they're like, oh, this could be him, and there's all these, Jason's obsessed with it, and it truly believes that, it, you know, they will make it canon. Well, you know, if 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 George Lucas wanted that to be known, he would have just done it, because he took out the actor who played Anakin in the movie and he put Hayden Christensen in the so when you watch it now yeah that's could they take Hayden Christensen out of the prequels and put the other guy in there yeah that'd probably be a better movie yeah I mean he does kind of look like a little like an old baby you know that is true could have been as a little kid no I loved it and that that the uh the space battle scene for the time it's like this was that was eighty three. Like you were still, like, the special effects weren't there yet. Nothing else at that time looked like that. Well, they were there for him, uh, industrial light and magic. 
yes. made all of that. But they, no one no one else was doing it. Well, they invented it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan, too. Yeah. No, yeah, it's paced real well, too. It's like yeah. it's it's a bunch of I don't want to say set pieces, but it's just you move from scene. You go you're at Jabba's. Luke has his little uh, layover in Dagobah. Then you move to Endor, and then you have the space battle and the balance. Like it, it just. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just it moves. Mm. It's paced very well. It was actually called the Revenge of the Jedi, but in December, <laughs> Lucas decided that. I don't know if Revenge is a good title. <laughs> right, because Jedi don't seek revenge. Yes. And... My um, my uh, high school principal actually uh, was talking to me one day when we were in. He's like, you know, I have a Revenge of the Jedi t-shirt. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, because they, you know, they they print them just like they have a bunch of like, you know. Your, your high Super school, Bowl, all, all, all those Super Bowl championship T-shirts that are right. over in and Africa now. And he was your high school principal. Yeah. He kept trying to get you in his office to see the T-shirt, and I said, "You don't do it. You don't do it. Don't do it to me, Squeezer. Don't do it. I don't know what he's gonna do to you in there after he shows his uh, Trek Star T-shirt. But my goodness, I just could only imagine." Why was a grown man showing a t-shirt to a little boy? He's so innocent. Mouth covered in sloppy joe. <laughs> she hit the alarm. Oh. It must have been her. Uh, Beatri- it must have been her. Are there, are there uh, flashing red and blue lights outside your window right now, Beatrice? I've fallen and I can't get up alarm. What's that oh. called? Uh, yeah, so uh, li- life alert. Life alert. This didn't come out on VHS to '86, so that makes sense. That's probably when I saw it first. A little older. Okay. Yeah, I I would. <clears throat> we got all mine. I I all I saw Star Wars first time from VHS tapes from the library. So. Oh. Which that's why the first time I actually like got a real copy of it. Like Hoth was amazing, because you could not see it. And there's a copy because <laughs> it was it, the, the the wear and tear of this. Well, free also the, tape, the white the tracking, the white probably surpassed broadcast safe and it just, Oh tore. my God. Yeah. It, yeah. Just completely blown out yeah. and uh, burned. And the tracking was horrendous. It, it was, yeah, you could barely make out like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Now, what was playing alongside this squeezer? Uh, there was a lot of stuff. Um, let's see. Well, let me get my first page here. So the big there. Oh shit! Showbiz Pizza. Um. What? Okay, Return of the Jedi was playing in seventy millimeter in select theaters. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Ooh. Uh, it was in our town and the Eric Allentown five and Eric Easton four now on two screens at both theaters. So Allentown upped the screens to five war games was also out blue thunder. My tutor 
The Night of the Shooting Stars, Richard Gere and Breathless, Chained Heat, The King of Comedy. Um, at the Starlight Drive-In was Tootsie and Spring Break. And Jimmy the Kid, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, An Officer and a Gentleman, Airplane 2, the sequel, Spring Fever, uh, Gary Coleman and Jimmy the Kid. Uh, so it didn't have a lot of competition back then. This was May uh, of 83. I mean, E.T. was still in theaters going up against it. <laughs> Annie, uh, E.T. was at Shankweiler's. At that time? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, because it was... That, E.T. It was in... and the Dark Crystal. Wow. I mean, shit. It, it that was, was a over year, a year. Over yeah. a year at that point. And it's a, a no free passes during ET, so like they it was still drawing that much money. That's crazy. Well, that's what happens when you had no other way to see a movie. Yeah. The Mahoning Drive-In had the Mahoning, which just got saved. Squeezer, you know about the drama of the Mahoning. Uh, for all you fans of the Mahoning Cinema out there, they were showing E.T. and Sting 2. So they were showing E.T. also, the Mahoning Drive-In oh. in Lee Heighton. Uh, but yeah, that is that is that movie. Squeezer, your next picture. I'm trying to get the right one. All right, here's your next. Summer Blockbuster. I'm going deep, deep, deep. Undercover. Axel Foley is back. Hey, look, man, I'm a businessman, okay? I gotta make moves. I'm moving. Cut me out. He's Detroit's gift to Beverly Hills. How long would it take to shave those legs anyway? Get out of here, you degenerate. I want you out of here. Is this a black thing? Oh, this is a big mistake, a big mistake. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop hey! 2. Rated R. All <laughs> playing at a theater near you. Check your newspaper for show. Check your newspaper. Ah, for show. For show. Uh, for show. Ah, Beverly Hills Cop 2. I'm not going to lie. I like this one uh, more than the first one. Uh, Roger Ebert would disagree. He I like, hated this. I like three I, I better than both, the first and two. Uh, and most people, or as critically, though, three is considered like. They don't like three. I don't know why. I like three. I've probably seen three more than any of them, just because three replays more on wherever you turn the TV on, and it just three is playing. And then you stop and watch. Three also came out when we were old enough <clears throat> to appreciate Beverly Hills Cop. True. True. Yeah, and I'm and you love it because it's got amusement parks. And the Annihilator 5000. Ah, yes. Aquel. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, one star, Roger? Really? Ugh, what were you thinking? It's when not did, that bad. When did this come out? Uh, this was 87. What date? Uh, May 19th. Another May. Yep. Uh, it was directed by Tony Scott. Oh, uh, the brother of Ridley. Yeah. Yeah, brother Ridley. Who? He, I mean, no, it's Tony Scott. Like he's got a, he's got his own. Five nineteen eighty seven. You said. Uh, five 
519... Yeah, 51987. Um, so at this point, uh, he's coming... He's high off a Top Gun. Uh, and he gets uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. It's a bigger, louder... It's got more action, more set pieces and all this. Probably more in line with what uh, Stallone intended Beverly Hills Cop to be when he was offered it. And then made Cobra. Uh, but it, it, it's the best what makes this movie why I like it is you get rid of all of the initial setup that has to come with the first movie mm-hmm. and with the initial conflict with like like uh, Billy and Tagger and him kind of now everyone's buddy buddy and you love Axel and you so you want everyone to love Axel so by already them being like best buds and Axel come into the rescue and you bring in a new boss that's all about being a you know politician and he's as much the bad guy as Bridget Nielsen and the other bad guy you know you you want him to going down or you want him to be a part of it you know something like that this was a Tuesday Uh, May 19 1997 was a Tuesday and it says starts tomorrow this this premiered on a Wednesday Huh. I'm just going out. Let me see if I can confirm another date. Well, no, no. I, I, I'm on the morning call on Tuesday, oh, it's there? May 19, 1987. It says starts tomorrow. So it opened on the, the 20th, not the 19th. But it might have premiered is... in Los Angeles. Hmm. Maybe. It's very strange for a two. And even then, like that, it's not like a shit. It's not start. Even Star Wars comes out. You still wait till Wednesday at midnight. Or now like 9 o'clock on a Wednesday or something like that. Hmm. But yeah, I, I love Beverly Hills Cop 2. Look, it's not perfect in any way whatsoever. And some of the jokes are repeated throughout. Like he... The entire movie is Eddie Murphy running his same scam on... every. He just goes up to each person and he he solves the crime by just coming up with some bullshit character that he's he's the pool inspector and someone someone uh took a shit in the pool at the playboy mansion so he has to go clean it up and uh tagger and billy with the health department you know stuff like and then it just goes or when he has to he literally kicks out an entire team of construction workers out of a house that's being worked on so that he could just live there he's really a con artist uh he probably commits just as many crimes as the people he's trying to stop throughout the film so i went to friday squeezer Mm -hmm. and then the heat's back on axel foley is back back where he doesn't belong beverly hills cop 2 it was playing at General Cinemas, AMC Quakertown, and UA at the movies at Trexertown. At the General Cinema, Ernest goes to camp. The Chipmunk Adventure, which we've talked oh, about on our that first was, uh, that was our first one summer blockbuster. That was one of my picks in the first summer blockbuster. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two, The Secret of My Success, The Aristocrat Cat, The Aristocats, Creep Show Two, Project X, Raising Arizona. And then Q100 presents Movies at Midnight. They were showing The Wall, Rocky Horror, Heavy Metal, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Chopping Mall, Liquid Sky, and Top Gun. The Ishtar also came out that weekend. 
Warren Beatty, Dustin Hoffman. The Gate. Ernest Goes to Camp, of course. Great picture. Mm. What was Shankweiler showing, do you think? Uh, 1987. Was it Ernest Goes to Camp? No, but I was I was probably here. Hmm. And in fact, I guarantee you I was here. Go ahead. An American Tale and Back to the Future. Oh. I wonder if I... Hmm. Because we saw American Tale in the theater, and I, I, I definitely saw... I probably definitely saw it there. Because my parents were cheap. Yeah, I don't remember seeing... I remember seeing American Tale in theaters, but I don't remember seeing Back to the Future in... Well, we were, I was probably asleep by Back to the Future. Oh, sure. That's a good point. Parents watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things why we didn't go as much until we were older, because my dad didn't... He wasn't a movie guy. It's like he oh. wouldn't want to sit there and watch a movie. Like, he would rather just turn the radio on and instead of turning it to the... Uh, to the movie, he would like turn on like qualifying on the radio and listen to guys talk about cars going around the circle. Yeah, I picture your dad like recording on on cassette tape a NASCAR race and listening to old recordings of NASCAR races on cassette tape in the car. That might not be true, but that's how I picture your dad. Uh, not in the car, but there were cassette tapes he would record. Yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, Jake has those too. Uh, I, unfortunately, no, oh, man, I didn't even think that I just dumped the cassette tapes. I, yeah, you kind of had to, it was a, it was a thing, but yeah, yeah, he would, he would record the, because he hated the broad, he hated the TV broadcast team. So he would turn the race on the TV and then turn the radio on and then crank up the radio. Mm-hmm. And it was so loud, like blast through the house. No wonder they got divorced. But uh, and then just listen to it there, and he would record it while, uh, yeah, he would record the radio broadcast. Uh, shit, I and he would also record it on VHS. I'm like, now I, I realize it, man. I could have, I could have sent it right back in the VCR, and I could have had you, we could have mixed it down for you. Yeah. Um, anyway, you got uh, you got a couple uh fun cameos here too chris rock shows up in his first big uh motion picture uh, appearance uh he's just a little parking valet he's got a line but he had just been on uh eddie's hbo special uh previously and then uh paul riser's uh greatness uh and then of course uh gilbert godfrey shows up hmm and according to him, the the whole scene where he, he's the accountant, uh, and he and Eddie are going back and forth, and Eddie's the, uh, oh yeah, he's got or Axel, right? He, he's got no, it's Eddie Murphy. Who are we kidding? We all know who it is. It's like, it's one of those things you don't separate the character, right? Just you let him do his thing. Uh, he uh, comes at him with his wife's parking tickets, which is just made up, of course. But he said like they they had like a an initial layout of the scene and then their entire back and forth through the whole thing was just the two of them just riffing off each other 
That's awesome. And it's awesome. It's one it's one of the one of my favorite scenes in the movie. But yeah, there's some it's a really funny movie. It, I think Roger Ebert you can you can you know, just don't say mean things. Okay? All right, it's a fun fun movie. And yeah, maybe Eddie Murphy phoned it in here or there and you can tell that he's just but is he or is it Axel just that cool and confident? A little bit of both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's that he's that good of an actor that you truly believe that even Axel's just phoning it in. Right. And yes, the crime is absurd and we really don't care how it gets solved. It's not the point. It's it's just a, a reason to get Eddie Murphy on screen saying funny things. Well, um, great picture, great oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy. I'm glad we got Eddie Murphy in on this, this because he is a, a summer blockbuster star. Um, here is my third. But we gotta pick up the pace. We're almost two hours in. I'm, I'm gonna be 39 soon. You're gonna be 39. Here's my next pick. The odds are on their side. Experience is on their side. But now he's got someone on his side. Fighting always last answer. Someone who knows what it takes. Always And is willing to share it. You're the best friend I ever had. You're pretty okay too. The Karate Kid. Now playing at a theater near you. Check your local listings. Is it the same guy? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> so this was a movie we all know. Uh, it's another one that had a spin-off TV show called Cobra Kai. Three for three, Squeezer. Nice. So, of course, we all know the story of the young underdog that... Um, Sylvester Stallone said, Oh, they ripped me off. This is Rocky to a T. It's not. Ah. Uh, I saw this before I saw Rocky, though, obviously, because yeah. before I was a big fan, I had the action figures. Uh, some things I learned that uh, it's semi-autobiographical based on the screenwriter Robert Kamen at age 17 after the 1964 New York World's Fair. Kamen was beaten up by a gang of bullies. He thus began to study martial arts to defend himself, uh, but his first teacher was violent and like used it as a tool for revenge. So he moved on to study Okinawan Guru Ryu Karate under a Japanese teacher who did not speak English, but was himself a student of Kojun Miyagi. Uh, and that's the Karate Kid. They uh, There was a DC Comics character named Karate Kid, and they had to receive <coughs> special permission from DC Comics to use the title, uh, they considered... Did Ken they have to pay anything, or they're just like, ah. Permission. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, they're going to cast Sean Penn, Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Nick Cage, Anthony Edwards, C. Thomas Howell, Tom Cruise, and Eric Stoltz. Although Ralph Macchio was cast on his performance as Johnny Cade in The Outsiders. Uh, I guess... The uh, character's name was originally Danny Weber, but as soon as uh, they cast Macho, it's changed to LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Elizabeth Shue, uh, Demi Moore was considered for the Royal Valley. It was all like the, the Brat Pack, essentially. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris they're, ben, they're just looking for any way to put him on. Right. Crispin Glover was considered for the role of Johnny, but they went for William Zapka, who's amazing in fucking Cobra Kai. He's my favorite part of this fucking show. The reason I watch it. Pat Morita is so good in these movies, though. And um, you're the best around. Nothing's ever going to get you down. It was originally written for Rocky Three. But Sly turned it down in favor of Eye of the Tiger. Wow, I couldn't see it going. Uh, it worked out for everyone. It worked it like out a good for everyone. divorce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, Bananarama's 1984 hit song, Cruel Summer, um, made its debut in this motion picture. Great, great song. One of my favorite songs. Great summer song. Uh, Grossing $100 million, making it one of the highest grossing films in 1984 and the Hollywood's biggest sleeper hit of the year. So, it's pretty big. Wait, Machio was 25 when he was Karate Kid? Yeah, they always cast 25 years. I know, but he been. doesn't. But I know they cast that way, but he doesn't look that. Right way like that that kind of kind of just melted my mind there for a second so the ad in the newspaper if you open up the newspaper and on june 22nd 1984 it says once in a rare while comes a film that touches you like few films ever have a film of loving laughter trial and triumph now from the director Mm -hmm. of rocky comes a film for anyone who's ever had a face an impossible challenge their own moment of truth the Karate Kid. It's time for his moment of truth. And it was playing at the General Cinemas, if you wanted to see it. Bargain matinee for two fifty. It's up against... Uh, Gremlins was out. But that was at the Plaza at the uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Squeezer. Uh, at the Lehigh Valley Mall, General Cinemas was playing Rhinestone, The Karate Kid, Pete's Dragon, Police Academy... Beat Street, uh, and then the movies at midnight were Led Zeppelin, Last House on the Left, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Mad Max, and Monty Python's Life of Brian. God, I would, man, I I, I was too young, but like older me now, like to go to those midnight shows. Yeah. God, I would love to go to those now. Uh, Sly Stallone was just pissed at this movie because it knocked out Rhinestone, the movie with him and Dolly Parton. Oh, it, please. Could a tough New York cab driver be turned into an overnight sensation by a country girl from Tennessee? She bets everything, and we mean everything, she can make it happen. Uh, movie, what movie? Top Secret was in theaters. The Zucker Brothers, Jerry Zucker and David Zucker. From the makers of the original Airplane, it says not the Wright Brothers. Robert Redford's The Natural was playing. Pete's Dragon. Uh, do you want to know what was that? Shankweiler's. Oh, of course. Drive-In. 16 Candles and Rick Springfield, Hard to Hold. That was the double feature. Rick Springfield's Hard to Hold. There was probably a lot of making out during that one, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they, you would go see 16 Candles get hot and bothered, and everyone was doing it during but, uh, Springfield. A little movie came out the week prior called Ghostbusters. Oh. Also, The Pope of Greenwich Village. Also, Star Trek Three: The Search, of Sp- for, Search for Spock. Also, Ooh. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <coughs> so, did it... It didn't even touch the number one spot, did it? No, it did. It did okay. It was a sleeper hit. It made good money. I don't know yeah. if it was number one, but I'm guessing Ghostbusters was still at number one week two. Yeah, probably. I don't. Uh, Pat Morita was nominated for an Academy Award Best Actor in a supporting role. He's just so likable. Yeah, he's he's and he's a great actor. Oh yeah, um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, the the Shimmer or Shimerville Drive-in had Footloose and Flashdance Squeezer, but now in '84 it was five dollars a carload. Radio sound system. Whoa! The Mahoning Drive-in had Splash and Unfaithfully Yours. So yeah, it's good good pictures. All right, uh, moving on. Squeezer, your next picture. I'm making a note to text my mom tomorrow about that. Okay. From Touchstone Pictures, the sisters from St. Catherine's needed a miracle from heaven. (laughs) What they got was a lounge act from Reno. Oh, no. No, no, no. She's not exactly devout. Oh, my gosh, she's praying. But they think she's divine. That girl is pure sunshine. Ah! We can rock this place. You have corrupted the entire choir. I was thinking more like Vegas. You know, get some butts in the seats. Sister Act. We could cut a demo. Rated PG. National Sneak Preview this Sunday. National Sneak Preview. Ooh, on a Sunday, get it? Because, you know, it's church. My mom fucking loved this movie and the sequel. Oh, so did mine. <clears throat> and that, and that's why I, I saw it so much. And it's because my sister loved it, too. And I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. Who's that so, hot nun? Who played the hot nun? Um, uh, what's that? Uh, Wendy, uh, Wendy McKenna, I want to say. Yes. Sister Mary. Yeah, good job. Thanks. I was looking right at it. Kathy Najimy from uh, Peggy Hill with Sister Mary. She's hysterical. I had to look up because she was not the, the singer, by the way. Okay. Uh, in in the end, when when she has her solo, that we will give credit to uh, Andrea Robinson, uh, who soundtrack she sings in The Parent Trap Two, and Falcon Crest, uh, Sister Act. She's in the chorus in the Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas. I saw that roughly ninety-seven times over the holiday season. <laughs> uh. It's uh, not good. Um, it really... Uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, uh, 1997 follow-up to the uh, smash Beauty and the Beast, uh, is the epitome of the Disney... Um, let's draw literally draw the entire movie on a napkin at a bar sequel. <laughs> Just trying to phone it in as best they could. Oh, they're doing a Sister uh, Act 3. For Disney Plus. 
Nan- oh god. <laughs> my ki- my kids are like you. They love the sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Peter Pan two, which is really dark, by the way, when you think about it. Never seen it. Uh, it takes place. Uh, Wendy's now older, and it's Wendy's daughter that he takes, so it's kind of creepy mm-hmm. there. But it's also takes. It's a little later, so. The movie starts off with, you know how like Peter Pan, it's like they rescue them from just being bored little kids uh, in their nursery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendy's daughter is a runner in London in 1939. So the movie opens with the bombing of London and the horrors. And the two little boys that were in the first Peter Pan movie, you know, are either fighting or dead in World War II. It's very family friendly. Hmm. It's very Disney. Um, anyway, Sister Act. Uh, I was about to say Sister Act 2. Sister Act. Sister Act 2 is not bad. Uh, she has to go back and, and save the church because they're you know running out of money, which mm-hmm. then you just don't know how to run a church now, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Whoopi plays a lounge singer. Harvey Keitel is his... Uh, her gangster uh, boyfriend, who I, he's, I love Harvey Keitel. Me too. Uh, and absolutely everything, and he's just having fun with this role. He's like, I get he's he gets to play a gangster, but not be as evil and vicious as he normally is Was when this doing so. Pre or post Reservoir Dogs? Ninety-two. Uh, Ninety. It was this the same is year. Ninety-two. So this has got to be right. I want to say right before. Or right, let me look. That 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 it's so close that it's hard to. Reservoir Dogs. It, it was same year. So yeah, wow. No, so same year. Same he year. does Reservoir Dogs, the Bad Lieutenant, and Sister Act in the same year. He did the Bad Lieutenant and Sister Act in the same year. He's walking around with his dong hanging out, being a piece of garbage. I think they shot Reservoir Dogs first. I uh, most I'm. I think so. It premiered at Sundance in January '92. So, oh, then yeah, I'm sure it's probably the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and Harvey Keitel, he was a known commodity. Like he was, you know, he was the guy to get for this. He was perfect for it. And uh, and then uh, it's an ensemble cast, and you don't know all the, you you kind of know them, um. But you don't like you seem like oh I've seen her, and it's like uh, Maggie Smith who plays uh, the Reverend Mother, mm-hmm. like you recognize her. She's in like ev- like a little bit of everything, um, and, but she's one of the, she's an English actress, so she's in all those British things. But then she's in the occasion like you know, uh... oh you know what, she was in Hook. Yeah, she played Wendy in Hook, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's... Uh, how, how do I say this? Uh, to sum it up quickly. Uh, a lounge singer goes and hangs out with a bunch of nuns to stay safe from a well, gangster. She's in witness protection. And she, in witness protection. Yeah. And she teaches them how to loosen up. Meanwhile, they provide her some values and hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that, right there. Boom. Done. That's that's the copy. Cut the VO. Print it. We're done. That's the napkin um, pitch. The elevator pitch, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
I, I still like in my head. I will wake up sometimes to just and just say to myself like, "Rise and shine, sleepyhead." I just want one of those little plants that talks to me. It's adorable. Her little alarm clock. You remember that? Nope. Oh, yeah. She had a little alarm clock that uh, uh, Sister Mary Robert gave her to help her feel more at home. That her brother made her, and it says, "Rise and shine, sh rise and shine, sleepyhead." There's a little sunflower. Yeah. I gotta see this bastard. <clears throat> it's a cute little thing. It reminds me of like one of those little things that bobs and weaves when the sunlight hits the little sensor in the window. Oh, uh, Enchantress has a plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have them and then they get thrown out because the kids break them right away because like it doesn't work right. Away. I'm like, well, put it in the window. It's not sunny out, so we'll make it work and then it doesn't work. Um. Can't see the alarm clock. Oh, I mean, it's not an integral part of the film. It's just one of those little tiny things, you know. That, that, that you know. Wasn't Lauren Hill it. in the second one? Was she? I think yeah. She shows up at the end. I think right. No, she's in. She's the student. Oh, oh is okay. that her? Yeah. Yeah, she's the student. I just saw a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, Lauren Hill was in Sister Act 2. Uh, it was directed by uh, the same guy that did Dirty Dancing. So he's got two two hits on him. Uh, yeah, read on the know how, It's just a likable film. It, it's, oh, look at that. Roger Ebert doesn't like it. It, 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 Jesus, you can never please people. The trailer has high energy and whammo punchlines. The movie is sort of low-key and contemplative and a little too thoughtful. So if it was just whammo the whole time, you'd say, it's just too whammo. It's not, there's no thought into it. No thought into it. All right. No, there's a lot of thought in it. There's a lot of heart in that movie. Shall we uh, move on? Yeah, sure. All right, we, uh, we're at two hours already. We have each, uh, I have, you have one pick, I have two left, so. Yikes. Paramount Pictures presents a new film by John Hughes, starring Matthew Broderick. Yeah, that's me. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He gives good kids bad ideas. He's such a sweetie. The story of one man's struggle to take it easy. He's a righteous dude. Rated PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. Swing, mad about a swing, mad about a swing. <laughs> He's a righteous dude. I love Ferris. How can you not love Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I I love though in the in the video like they refer to him as a man. Yeah. Well, he's you know he's he's probably like thirty when he was playing Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, I love he broke the fourth wall. He it's I mean every kid in, uh, every kid in school. Just wants fucking to to be Ferris Bueller and sing the Beatles' "Twist and Shout," like mm -hmm. a, 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 or Wayne Newton's "Donka Shane," where a crowd gathers. They don't want to be the the what is it the the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> I was always a Cameron, not a Ferris. Oh uh, yeah, I was yeah I was Cameron. I later became a Ferris, but 
when I when I wanted to become a Ferris, I was a Cameron. And then without realizing I became a Ferris and annoyed plenty of Camerons on my own. <laughs> you you've been the Cameron to my Ferris when I'm like, let's do this. You're like, well, should we? <laughs> I'm, I'm always I'm always Cameron. No, you could be Ferris sometimes. Mm. When we're spending money at the Home Depot, you're Ferris. I'm Cameron. As long as I'm not Mr. Rooney. No, he was a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. He's is he still in prison, Jeffrey Jones? Child uh, porn? <laughs> Might be here. I'll, Jeffrey Jones. Let's see. Uh criminal offense. In two thousand two he was arrested. Uh, for possession of child pornography and accused by a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs. He played in no contest in charge of soliciting a minor. The accuser was 14 when the offense first occurred. At the same time, the misdemeanor charge of possession of child pornography was dropped. That's a misdemeanor? I guess. His his attorney emphasized that there was no alleged improper physical contact. His punishment was five years probation, counseling, and requirement to register as a sex offender. As of 2021, Jones is listed in the U.S. Department of Justice National Sex Offender Database. How's that a misdemeanor? He never went to prison. Ugh. White guys. <laughs> he still worked, too, after that. Jesus! Not much, but he still worked. Oh, well, maybe Alex is on to something. Don't bring him back. It's, my voice can't handle it. <laughs> All right, good. Um, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off, let's see what it was up against. This, I like to look at – also, there was a Ferris Bueller's Day Off television show, I believe. I never checked up on this, so I'm checking now. <laughs> I, Confirming with the red years. Sequel talks. Television series. In 1990, a series called Ferris Bueller started on, for NBC, starring Charlie Schlattler as Ferris Bueller and Jennifer Aniston as Jeannie Bueller. Yes. I mm. knew they did a Ferris Bueller TV show. Okay, what was I doing? Oh, looking up what it was up against. So we are in 86. Ferris Bueller's Day Off started on June 11th, 1986. One Man's Struggle to Take It Easy, a John Hughes film. Start today. It was only playing at the... So many movies growing up were only playing at the Leah Valley Mall Cinema Squeezer. Hmm. Leah Valley Mall had Top Gun, Wise Guys, Money Pit, Cobra, Hannah and Her Sisters, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, JoJo Dancer, Space Camp, and, of course, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I'm trying to find out what was playing other places just for a good gives us a good idea of you know what was popular where uh, the Boyd had Cobra that was second run so it wasn't up against a whole lot do you know John Wanamaker's also had a restaurant in it in the mall 
Uh, no, I, I, the only one I knew was, uh, Lay's. So come in and enjoy our Saturday night. My mom was a waitress there. Right. Our Saturday night buffet featuring carved roast beef, chicken, and many other entrees. All you can eat, six ninety five adults, four ninety five children. Children under five eat free. Includes soup and salad bar, dessert table with a fine selection of assorted cakes, pies, and puddings. Four to seven thirty restaurant, second level, Lehigh Valley Mall. Is that still still available? I can for six bucks. I think John Wanamaker's was that where Boscov's is now, or was that where Macy's is? Uh, that was Boscov's hmm. because where Macy's was was uh, Jason would tell me this. Uh, what the hell was in before Macy's? Uh, Bambergers. Bambergers, yes. There. Yeah, makers was uh yeah. So my aunt, there, I always see these ads for. And then it became a Strawbridges, right? Uh, yes. After John Wanamaker's, it became a Strawbridges. So I always see these ads for Dukes. And it was like a, a nightclub for adults, and it's magic tonight at 10 p.m. midnight. Jim Carroll and his wild, wacky, magical show. My aunt told me that became Pasta Bella. Whoa, really? Yeah, that was Duke's, the nightclub. But then there's Showbiz Pizza Place. <gasps> oh. Here's an ad. Presents the Statue of Liberty on stage. Billy Bob and the cast of Showbiz Pizza love to celebrate birthdays. During this special time in our history... We want to pay tribute to one of the, to the 100th birthday of the Statue of Liberty by pre- presenting a moving replica of Our Lady on stage. For an inspiring patriotic experience, come in the showbiz and be part of the America, be part of America and part of fun. And it has two coupons: 7.95 family special, large pizza with one topping plus 20 game tokens. And then this coupon worth five ski ball tickets, no purchase necessary. So you got a you had ticket. You have five tickets and a seven ninety five large pizza with a topping and twenty game tokens. That's all. That's five dollars in tokens almost. You're paying like <sighs> three bucks for the pizza. I want to go so bad. Mrs. Squeezer won't let me. Yeah, it's now Chuck E. Cheese. Our same. It's still there. Yeah. But she won't let me go, and they won't let me in. <laughs> they won't let you in. I'm looking to see if there's any um, clams being served here. <clears throat> at at showbiz? No, at any of the restaurants advertising here. There's a lot of mussels. Do you mm. ever hear of the Yield Limeport Hotel? Oh yeah, that's actually a really nice restaurant. So specials for the weekend were prime rib, veal chop, uh, mussels marinara, and lobster tarragon with cognac sauce. That's that's fancy. Yeah, my mom goes there. Now we are we are a Pinecrest family. Oh, I see Pine Tree out, out Tavern. Scenic across from the Scenic Emmaus Community Park. There's a Scenic Emmaus Community Park. <laughs> uh, between it's between road tracks and the Fourteenth and Minor Streets Emmaus. Yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass to get to. Mm. I see Shepherd Hills. Oh, they have uh, linguine and white clam sauce. Ooh, Shepherd Hills or- Restaurant yeah. Lounge. Now it's a now it's a tiki bar, right? Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Crocs. They have a really nice shuffleboard table in there if you're ever in town. I've yeah. Kern's Restaurant Squeezer. That's now Stooges. Oh really? Yeah. I've never. That see that was that's in the big city. We never we never went down that far. 
Did you ever go to Romano's Riverside Inn, Canal Street, Northampton? No, no, North. That's uh, Northampton. That's up in the boonies. Five minutes from you. Yeah, I know. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't drive more than ten minutes to go to eat. But on the weekend, we'd drive all the way up to Marshall's Creek to buy bungee cords and <laughs> uh, duct tape. So <laughs> you gotta have your uh... at a flea market. Yeah, you gotta have your priorities. Yeah, but their breakfast sandwiches were. Mwah. Um. All right, moving on, Squeezer, your last pick. If you're captured, we'll deny any participation or even knowledge of your existence. The first time was for himself. The second time was for his country. This time is to save his friend. You both will die. For what? Because you did it for me. Stallone is back in Rambo 3. Who are you? Rated R. Start Wednesday at a theater near you. Ooh. All right. So here's here imagine imagine this movie pitch now. So you got Rambo. He's all American. He's got to save his commanding officer. He's got to take on the biggest army in the world. But he needs help and there's only one person that can help him. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Is it? Well, pretty much. Um it, it's a it's kind of weird watching this in the past cuz he the whole time, so in this case now, he's out of Vietnam. It's all Cold War here, even though technically you could argue Vietnam. Yes, it's actually a Cold War. But uh, he's fighting the Russians because he's got to save Colonel Trotman because there's another Russian colonel who basically has it out for Rambo and Trotman. Uh, and it's they're in Afghanistan because when this takes place, the Russians are in Afghanistan. And... Rambo needs help, so he goes to the U.S. allies in Afghanistan, who happen to be the Mujahideen, which is Al Qaeda. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's Osama bin Laden. Laden Yeah, yeah. It's how we gave all the weapons to that they wound up fighting us with. Yes, I mean there are literal literal pictures of these guys in the White House meeting with Reagan. You know, they were our allies. They were fighting our enemy. Okay, it's funny, Squeezer. Um, I looked up Rambo, Mm -hmm. and I looked up the release date in our area. Wednesday. It was another Wednesday release. Movies used to get released on Wednesday, not Friday. So May 25th, 1988. And the ad says, the first was for himself, the second was for the country, this time saves friends Stallone, Rambo 3. Right beneath it is a see the national cycling team from the United States and the Soviet Union in an all-out war on wheels. USA versus USSR dual meet at the Velodrome, Squeezer. Whoa! Friday, May 27, 1988. Wow, it's like the miracle on ice, but... But that, it just proves the point of like where we were with the Cold War in 1988. Yeah. Like the big ad right underneath Rambo 3 is for that. Oh man, this is up against Crocodile Dundee too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't it didn't fare nearly as well. Um and Willow. It didn't even it didn't even crack the top 10 in 1993. Well, there's a reason for that. So you you're we'll go back. So the Pelican Brief 
even beats it out. Philadelphia beats it out. Sleepless in Seattle, for God's sake. Uh, Stallone, though, still doing well because Cliffhanger also came out the same year. He's a busy boy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Indecent Proposal, The Firm, uh, Schindler's List, The Fugitive, Mrs. Doubtfire, and... Uh, Wait, Schind- Schindler's List? Yeah. Schindler's List came out in 94. I'm looking at the highest grossing films of 1993. This is 1988. Rambo 3? Yeah, 1988. How the hell did I get 93? Wow, my. You know what? I'm the wall, my eyes the wall was down in 1993. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I, it, I clicked on the wrong. Jesus Christ. I, you I'm started turning on movies. I'm like, I'm like, wait. Yeah, I, I was starting cl- to not cliff, make sense. Cliffhanger. What? What are you talking all right, about? Fair enough. Yeah, all right. 1980. Let me go to 88. I'm yeah, getting it's, old. It's Willow, Crocodile Dundee. Fri- okay, yeah. All Friday right, the correct. 13th. It was, no, it was number six. Part right? seven. Yeah, right, I'm old, okay? I'm an old man now. <laughs> you are. Um, It still got beat out by the Rain Man, which, I mean, it's not a huge year for... 88 wasn't a huge year for movies. Do you want to know what's film. at the Leah Valley Cinema? Was it Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It was not yet. It was Dead Heat, Casual Sex, Above the Law, Salsa, Bulletproof, Friday the 13th Part 7, Shakedown, and Biloxi Blues. So, fuck, man. How did I not realize that uh, the Cold War was over by 1993? Um, You know what's funny? The movie Casual Sex, we used to get these little guides of what was on request, pay-per-view. And they were mm-hmm. talking. My grandparents were over, and I was sitting in the room with them. And this had to be like eighty, like probably the summer of eighty nine, maybe when mm-hmm. it came on. And I was, let's say, nine minus two. I was seven, just turned seven. And I was like, "What about casual sex?" Just reading it, and they thought this was the funniest thing in the entire planet. I think, I think what it was is I remember casual sex was on. Now I'm having a vivid memory. Casual Sex was on request with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which my mom made me watch and wouldn't let me watch <laughs> Casual Sex. Ooh, Squeezer. Park Seafood. Clam Bake. $6 and up to 24-hour advance notified. Hmm. Uh, 435 North 7th Street, Allentown, PA. Park Seafood, Clam Bakes. You need to give them 24 hour notice. <laughs> Little Net Clams, 450 in a bag, $72. Is that a good price? Uh, Wait. How many? 450 Holy shit, seriously? Yes. For how much? $72. Wow! Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's good. Right now, you're looking at uh, roughly. Uh, well, it was Fourth of July weekend when I looked, but you're looking at anywhere from eighty-five to ninety bucks for a two-fifty count right now. Hmm. So I gotta go invest in the time machine. <laughs> Lesser quantities, seventeen cents each. Oh God! <laughs> oh, no wonder I ate so many damn clams as a kid. <laughs> Uh, this this uh, subscription I've now had since we started the show to newspapers.com is worth its weight in gold, Squeezer. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, should we see what was at the drive-in that weekend? Oh, sure. Was it Rambo 3? I'm looking to Friday. And and I maybe at Becky's. Beck, yeah, sometimes we got surprised by Shankweilers. Ooh, is a food page. Would you want to live in? I was thinking that. Would you really, as an adult now, as a kid, you think it's the coolest thing in the world? As an adult, would you want to live in one of those houses right behind the theater? We could just sit and watch a movie all day. Fuck yes! Get on my roof and watch a movie every night. Are you kidding me, Squeezer? Me? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And I'm I'm easy and I'm easy enough where I can, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, all right, I'll just go inside and close the window and, yeah. And the downside is I can't just walk around my backyard without pants on, without it being a thing. You, you can. You can. It's gonna be a thing. Yeah. So yeah. that Friday, I don't see Shankweilers. Uh, Becky's had Three Men and a Baby and Hello Again. Oh, here's Shankweiler. Shankweiler's had Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach, and Harrison Ford in Frantic. My dad and mom probably went, oh, you want to go see Police Academy 5? <laughs> um, it looks like Leah Valley Mall had Beetlejuice. That was up against Beetlejuice, so mm. and Willow. Um, above the law, Crocodile Dundee to Willow. It seems like Willow, Crocodile Dundee two were the big movies out this weekend. But yeah, Three Men and a Baby was at uh, Becky's, and Police Academy Five was at Shankweilers. All right, we're on to my last. Movie. This is the only one of my picks that did not have a spinoff TV show. But it does have Whoopi Goldberg. An experience to share. A movie to remember. Ghost, you will believe. Okay, you've seen Ghost, right, Squeezer? Oh, uh, way too many times. Me too. But the scene where the ghosts take Carl to hell... Oh, nightmares. ...might be one of the scariest scenes in the planet. But this movie... I still... That still sticks with me. This movie is fan-fucking-tastic. Directed by Jerry Zucker, who I was making fun of earlier because him and David Zucker did like Airplane and Top Gun, uh, Top Gun, not Top Gun, um, uh, Airplane and uh, Hot Shots and um, um, those movies and uh, Lethal Weapon. But he directed Ghost and he and when I this was released July 13th, 1990. And this might be the biggest summer blockbuster of all the movies on our list. Because on a budget of $22 million, Squeezer, do you know what this movie made? $22 million, I'm going to go with five, $600 million. $505 million. Ah, I wasn't even going to go five. It was the highest grossing film of 1990. This beat Dick Tracy. 
Boo. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, in the long run, it's a better movie, but fuck. Like, this is the highest grossing movie of 1990? I mean, uh, I mean, think about it. It's the same reason why Titanic was so successful. Yeah. My mom was obsessed with the fucking uh, scene with the fucking pottery. Oh, my goodness. The Bobby Hatfield Righteous Brother recording, Unchained Melody. That was, I don't know what our moms were doing with that scene. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I do love that song, but I can't. Uh. Um, Roger Ebert also did not like it. Gave it two and a half out of four stars. What a curmudgeon. <laughs> Usually I like his reviews, but he did not care for this. I still like this movie. I'll watch it and still enjoy it. Now, uh, let's see what it was. 1990 was up against. Uh, it Quick change. Die Harder. Uh, it was finally the Tillman 8 was opened by 1990 Squeezer, my movie theater. Mm. Um, and it came out on July 13th. 1990s, so I was a, but I was seeing Dick Tracy. We saw Dick Tracy. So, uh, Ghost, Another 48 Hours, Quick Chains, Betsy's Wedding. Dick Tracy was the earlier, the, the May release. And this movie still made more. Days of Thunder, Jungle Book got re released, Die Hard 2, and The Adventures of Ford Fairline. What? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. It had its own, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, this is that Dice Clay movie. Kojak. Wow. Columbo, Dirty Harry, Wimps, Public Detective, Public Private Detective, Public Offender. It was a dice clay picture. Oh, I'm sure it's a work of art. Um, also out in 1990, uh, Jetsons the movie was playing at Lehigh Valley Mall and United Artists. Dick Tracy was still playing. Critics have made Dick Tracy the best reviewed film of the year, but it would soon lose out to most money. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a it was the second Roger Rabbit short with Baby Herman Roller Coaster Rabbit was added to Dick Tracy that year Navy ooh Navy Seals was out oh man Robocop the hell out of that Robocop 2 Maximum Thrash <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins 2 the new batch which I love Hulk Hogan's in that movie uh, and he addresses the camera. He like breaks the fourth wall. It's that movie. Have you ever seen Gremlins two? Yeah, Gremlins two is so much fun. The Jungle Book was re released, playing at all the local theaters, and looks like it was at Shankweiler's. The Jungle Book and Space Invaders. Uh, and a special sneak preview tomorrow at seven twenty p.m. One time only. Arachnophobia. Which I saw that movie Ugh, no and it scared the shit out of me. Was... Mahoning Valley Drive-In was showing Die Hard 2 in short time. And, um, yeah, that was 1990. It's my last pick. Squeezer. Nice. Yo. We're all done, right? Uh, I think so. I didn't have time to go through my Rambo body count, but. Oh, go give it to us now. Uh, all right, real quick. So for oh, and also because I teased the whole Carrie Yules thing, remember he gets impaled with uh, I don't know, some kind of like broadcast tower piece of like truss or something like 
goes right through his chest. Uh, at the end of Rambo 3, uh, Rambo caps off his, uh, let's see, which is, I want the exact number here. His 115th death of the movie by driving uh, an army tank into a helicopter and paling the pilot with the cannon of the army tank. That's a good death count, 115. Yeah, nothing compared to the next one, which was 254. 254? Yeah, as opposed to one in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta, each with each picture, you gotta raise the body count. Yeah. Yeah, the best is go and find Rambo stats like with kills. They even break it down to with shirt on, with shirt off. Oh, so I could go find just with shirt off kills. That's all I want. Uh, then you want to watch uh, Rambo two. He has more kills. With well, Rambo two's off the best one. Rambo oh, two. Yeah. yeah, all Rambo two's the best. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's it for summer blockbusters. This is a fun show. We had we had a good list of movies. This might have been our, one of our best lists ever, Squeezer. It's a solid. Uh, yeah, Sol- there's solid no ten movies. No hot trash in there. No. Uh, make sure to rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcast and uh, uh, like and subscribe us on subscribe to us on YouTube to help us. Mot- Matanize, 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 Anthropomorphize, Matanize, Montesanto, Monetize, Monetize, as I say. Help us monetize our show so we can get in the algorithm, the goddamn algorithm, my God. Um, and we'll be back next. Do you know what our show is next week? Uh, No. Now, neither do I, but tune in Remember, next I week. Forgot, I don't. <laughs> tune in next week. For tune in show. next week to find out. I'm tired. It's 1.26 in the morning. Squeezer's an old man because his birthday. I'm 39 now. He's 39. Oh, happy birthday, Squeezer. Thanks. Happy ha- birthday to you. Happy birthday, Squeezer. Uh, thanks, Bertha. And goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Right Ears Podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. And I'm Squeezer's main squeeze. Bye, everybody.